listening to It's All About Perspective with your hosts, Abigail Peterson from Kindergarten Chaos and Principal Robert Hinchliffe. Join us as we discuss education from various points of view. Take the challenge of listening to see if your opinion changes. But no matter where you stand on the issues, remember, it's all about perspective. Hello and welcome to episode 10. We have finally made it to double digits. Welcome to It's All About Perspective. My name is Abigail Peterson and my co-host is... And I am Robert Hinchliffe and I'm the principal at Thompson Elementary School. And I'm excited to discuss the topic today because I believe this is definitely going to impact education greatly in the future. Yeah, so let's talk about something that is real. It's happening at a rapid pace. And it's happening everywhere. And that's teacher burnout. Teacher burnout is real, people. It's real. And I, we know that most of our listeners are educators in some form or fashion. But I happened to come across two articles over the last couple days. One is from the New York Times, um, March 27th. And it's a big article that talks specifically about how there are fewer students wanting to pursue education than there have been in years past. And that the big drop, one of the big drops was from COVID of last year. And then the other article that I read was an article that did a survey of teachers at slash educators since April, 2020, that specifically asked them like about their mental health, about their physical health, in comparison to years before. And the statistics were quite alarming to me. I mean, not that I didn't believe them. I believe them, but it's a little shocking when you actually see the percentages. But 89% reported low energy. I mean, that could be a lot of people, but 80% um, (laughs) reported exhaustion. And then 70% reported the inability to concentrate. So I thought... This is something that we hear about a lot. Sometimes we, you know, we just kind of move past it because we're like, well, welcome, welcome to teaching, you know, where everyone's tired till June, (laughs) till the last day of school, you know, but I thought, you know, this is real and teacher burnout is happening. I know teachers, as we said in a previous podcast that are just exhausted and said, maybe, maybe I need to take a break. I know teachers that have taken a year-long absence. I know a teacher that's just um, finished her third year of long-term absence and actually resigned from her district. So as a principal, what are your thoughts? My first thought immediately was that teacher burnout is real. My second thought was to pose a question to you, though, Abby, is what are teachers burned out from? A great question. I have <laughs> thought about this extensively just because you, you, it's easy to say, oh, well, you know, it's the amount of work that's put on us. But it's more than that. It's more than that. Some of it is school culture, which we talked about on a previous episode. If it's a toxic culture, you are going to be mentally and emotionally drained. You may not be physically, but you're going to be mentally and emotionally drained. If you do not have good quality community support, that would be with families. That might even extend to outside businesses that may be 
not supporting the school if you're having, you know, to try to fundraise and you do a, you know, build your own pizza, you know, pick up special and the community is not supporting it and you make $5 on the fundraiser when you put, you know, 15 hours into it. So there's a lot of things that go into teacher burnout and being exhausted than just the actual physical demands of teaching. I agree. So when I think of burnout, for teachers this year is definitely going to be pandemic related at my school. I'm only mm-hmm. talking about my school at our school. It's definitely going to be pandemic related. It is not from a lack of resources or a lack of the ability to get resources. It's not from a lack of talent. It's not from a lack of professionalism. It is very demanding to find lessons then to digitize the lessons. It is time consuming And it's causing people to, of course, then miss out on the other side, on family things, on just being able to take a break and take a Sunday off. You know, there's a thing called Sunday scarities. I think that's real. And I think burnout comes in many forms. In Clark County, you're not paid well, especially for what you do. They're constantly providing you the joy of more paperwork. They are constantly forcing us to do things that a lot of people do not believe help students. I think there's many admin out there who are not what we would call teacher's admin so that they, they would rather, you know, follow this rule and that rule and, and be a dictator than, than a supporter. Uh, There's a great cartoon now. I, I think of a lot where I don't know if it's a cartoon, but it's like leader. It talks about a leader and it has one person pointing to what you do and then one person leading the people I think if you're the person pointing to what to do, then you're going to burn your people out more because they want someone in there with them. I think this year has showed inequities. Of course, that's there. And I think, too, that burnout is reached more quickly these days because we are in a time where we want things now. We want things to always be exciting we don't want consistency so much in knowing that retirement's there in 30 years. We want things now. And when people think about, uh, if you're just imagine being in year five right now, you're already tired and you're like, man, 25 years is a long time. And it might be 28 because I know it's up to 33 in some areas. So that's a long time to be underappreciated. Then you throw in parents who don't appreciate you. Or kids today, I mean, kids today are uh, emboldened. They are disrespectful sometimes. So there are a lot of factors against you. I was thinking too, while you were talking about the article, whenever I kind of get into a a situation, I used to do this a lot where you make a pros, cons list. Make a pros, cons list of the teaching profession right now. And I unfortunately think you're going to come up with a lot more cons than pros. And kids aren't dumb these days. They want material things. They want to make money. And the intrinsic reward probably isn't as strong as it used to be, nor is the fact that, you know, back in our younger days, teaching was a noble profession, something that everybody looked up to. And I don't think that that is going to come back, honestly. I really don't. So there's so many things out there that could create burnout. Therefore, I completely understand why it is happening. Well, and teachers, 
especially over the last few years, are really the ones empty in their buckets. You know, if you if you're aware of the book, fill your buckets. Uh, they're constantly empty in their buckets to fill students' buckets and each other. You're trying to fill, you know, your colleagues' buckets, and so it's it's a real thing. It's a real thing of trying to keep it all together. It's like juggling, you know, trying to keep all the balls in the air. You have to stay motivated, and even more so with distance learning, you're having to, like you said, create and digitize things that are going to work online for your students. Now you're having to be an online performer in order to keep and retain their attention. And then you're dealing with all these different pieces. And for most educators, up until this point, they did not go into teaching to teach online. You know, so there are so many teachers, like I said, uh, that are reevaluating and saying, ooh, if this is going to be the new norm, or this potentially could happen again, is this really where I want to go? So what am I going to do now about this teacher burnout? Am I going to take a leave of absence? I am one of those people that belong to a bunch of different teacher Facebook groups. And it's quite amazing to me to see the people in our district that very intentionally we're trying to figure out ways to go on leave purposefully just so they wouldn't have to do their job. Are some legit? Sure. Was everybody, is everybody that I see on there legit? No, not at all. Not at all. So is it teacher burnout? Is it just not wanting to put in the effort and the time? What is it? I think it's a little bit of both. You have teachers who are tired, especially, I mean this in the nicest way, you know, we didn't grow up with computers. So technology is moving so fast. If I got sent back to the classroom right now, it would be really hard for me. I'm just saying like I could, you know, I can do Google and all that stuff, but you know, technology for, for the younger generation is easy. You also have the whole premise that we have to be, it's kind of what we talked about earlier. You know, we have to be that social media teacher. We have to be the person on Instagram. I can't do that. My principal wants me to do that. So you have that side. I think from the admin perspective, it is really a challenge to keep away from burnout. And some admin, I don't think, have the ability to recognize when people are burnout. For example, there's a lot of teachers who apply to Thompson simply because they want a change because they do not feel like they have the ability to say what they need to say or do what they need to do. And there's no fun in their school that contributes to burnout. That's why I look at it from my side. It is my job to take everything away that you don't need as best I can and to give you everything you need to enjoy your job. For example, we have a teacher's lounge at Thompson. It is just for the Thompson teachers and staff. They can go in there and there are sodas, there's water, there's snacks. They don't need to pay for it. It's just one less thing they have to worry about. If they want something, they can go in and get it. And if that's going to be what I have to give so that they are a little bit more happy, so be it. When we worked um, together at Smith, when we had leftover money, from what I wanted to do, I would divvy it up amongst grade levels and say, you don't have to ask me for permission. You all get this amount, whatever you think you need. 
then you go get it. Just, you know, if that's going to make your job better, fine. Unfortunately, there's a lot of admin out there who cannot let go of things or do not see what the tone of their building is, in my opinion, my perspective. Thus, they are creating burnout just as much as the outside factors. Uh, the district, the district, I think, is often tone deaf in the fact that they keep throwing things on our plate. The district, I think, is burning admin out. Mm -hmm. So it's not just the teachers. We're well, burnt out too. It's just like the podcast that we had last week with Pam and as two principals in our district and you guys discussing the amount of paperwork that there is compared to what there once was. And it is, it's, it's, it's an extreme amount and it contributes to the extra amount of time that you're spending, not only in the school building, but outside of the school building. And I wanted to bring something up that you and I had talked about before. And you had said to me, well, do you use your time wisely? And as a kindergarten teacher, if I would go to your office during my prep, which was 50 minutes, or if I went to another kindergarten teacher's room during prep, it, sometimes it's just because I I don't, my brain is is on overload, just like that statistic said, you know, 70% inability to concentrate. That's kind of how I felt, you know, during my prep sometimes is I just wanted to go have some adult interaction. I just need to take that little mental break and not talk about maybe things that are, you know, what's on the lesson plan for the week or how to, you know, how to gamify something. I just needed a little mental break during the school day because there's so many things because as soon as school is over, it doesn't end for teachers. You're constantly thinking about what needs to be done next, what needs to be put in the computer, what data needs to be collected, what's this that needs to be done. Oh, I forgot I need to sign this or the speech teacher asked me I, I she needs data for the student. And there's so many pieces in other professions. You know, my husband is not in education and he's in a completely different field. And so when he is done for the day, his job is done. He doesn't ever think about it probably <laughs> until it's time to drive back the next day. That's not how teachers operate. It's constant, even during the summer when people say, oh, you're so lucky. You're a teacher. You get three months off. Definitely with elementary teachers, I would say even during the summer, we're working we're doing book studies. We're prepping things because it's uninterrupted time that we can do that. Last summer, you were sitting there constantly wondering, what am I teaching next the year? The what ifs. Yeah. How am I teaching? I've often asked, you know, on the day I retire and walk out of the building, am I going to be able to turn my brain off? <laughs> no, I'm not. I will be texting or emailing people and saying, hey, what about this? What about that? What, uh, from, from an admin standpoint this year, like, uh, I was appointed to the new school in January last year and I was so excited because I needed, I needed a change and I needed something that could be just something to fuel my fire. And then all of a sudden opening the school did not become opening the school it became surviving the pandemic with distance learning. Right. And now this year, my passion is coming back because now we can start to think about the big ideas we wanted to do last year and and implement this and do that and create the school we wanted to. So I think the pandemic also 
really, I think I said this earlier, it really caused teachers to reevaluate their careers. And Abin, the problem is, Abby, our degrees don't work anywhere else. My administrative degree is not going to get me a job downtown on the strip managing people in HR. It's just not. Your teaching degree isn't going to get you a job in a profession, uh, maybe on the radio, let's say. It's not, you know, so our degrees really pigeonhole us in many ways into education. And I think that's why people feel stuck also. You know, if you have a business degree, there's a lot of different businesses out there. Yes. And and I think that there are options. There definitely are options, but it's really hard when you have spent even several years in a career giving to education and giving to kids, and then you feel like you have to start over. So, you know, technically you could, you could go start a second career in something else, but you know, after you've spent four, six or eight years going to school for education, do you really want to start over? And and most teachers, I would say, probably wouldn't. One thing that I wanted to bring up is we're not here just to talk about the negatives. We talked about toxic positivity <laughs> and we're both we're you know, we both try to be positive. And so we don't want to leave this episode of just talking about how teachers are having burnout. I think everybody agrees and everybody you know, believes that there is teacher burnout, it's happening. But what are some things we can do? What are some tips? What are some ideas? We don't have all the answers, but maybe we'll share something that um, a teacher can take from today's podcast and say, hey, I'm going to try that. That's something I hadn't thought of. So what are some tips that you have? I have some tips, but what are some tips that you have about helping, it it may not completely alleviate teacher burnout, but it could help you. What are some things that you have? Right off the bat, I think it goes back to my thing I would change in education is get out of the box. Like, what's going to help you? If helping you is getting back to the basics and foundations and just getting that together, then do that. If you're going to get inspired by uh, trying a, a room transformation or trying an escape room, then try it. You've got to find your passion and run with it. So I think the number one thing you could do is not be afraid. This this mm-hmm. this is not a normal time. It hasn't been a normal time. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to do something that's going to light your fire a little bit. From the admin side, don't be afraid to let them do <laughs> what they want to be happy. We have to just let people find what makes them happy and run with it knowing full well you have expectations and kids have to learn if if making you happy is dressing up in something every day or 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 whatever if it's drinking a coke while you're teaching drink the coke like i mean quit worrying about it and if you get in trouble for drinking a coke while teaching i will have openings <laughs> next year and we will figure it out but there's bigger problems than drinking a diet coke during during your school day, right? Or you know what? Or or you know what? Be a rebel. Turn something in and don't spend hours on it and see if anybody emails you back and says you didn't spend hours on this. Don't be afraid right. to do I mean figure out, figure out what's important to you and run with it. I think I've shared this before, but if I haven't, I'm just going to give this little quick story about I think it was maybe my second or third year teaching 
there was professional development that was done on ROI, return on investment. And when you think of return on investment, or at least at the time, I thought of ROI as return on investment of my money, you know, so it's like, oh, (laughs) you know, you think of stocks and bonds and things like that. Well, when I heard this professional development on return on investment, it was, are you getting a return on your investment for the amount of time you're putting into a homework packet? Are you getting an, a return on your investment of the hours that you're putting into lesson plans? And it really, what I loved about the professional development was it really made me think. And it made me think and examine myself and say, yeah, that really doesn't matter. And so, or yes, this does matter. This is important to me or it's important to my students, you know, And but just reevaluating it. And so I think that that's, something that definitely in regards to teacher burnout, you have to consider is your return on investment. And like you said, I'm going to give my number one tip. I have a bunch, but my number one tip is to use your voice. Use your voice. And use your voice means to me, whether you're asking for help, whether you're speaking up during a meeting, whether you're talking to a colleague, Use your voice. And I know for somebody who's an Enneagram 8 like myself, who is not afraid to speak up, it's easy. And for other people who are not, it's harder. But there's no shame in speaking up. And I always feel this is kind of my motto in life. If I speak up and the answer is no, at least I spoke up. At least they know where I stand. If I come to you as my admin and I say, Robert, I am drowning. Can you please have an aide come help me with this paperwork? Or can you please, can you, I, I need to step out of the classroom for 20 minutes. I feel like most likely if you are, if you have any humanity in you at all, you're going to accommodate me. It, regardless of the, of the ask, but if I never use my voice and I don't speak up, so I'm not a statement I have I learned from one of the principals I worked with. And it goes right along with what you're saying is if you want a helping hand, look at the end of your own arm. If you, if you think about that, there's a lot of wisdom to that. Mm -hmm. You have to be willing to help yourself. And I go around all the time and I'll ask, Teachers, how you doing? What do you need? Do you need anything? And you know what their number one answer is when I say, do you mm-hmm. need anything? No, I'm good. I know you're not good, but I can't read your mind. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like, don't be afraid to ask. I, I might not be able to sub today, but, you know, I can figure something out. And sometimes the joke is like, oh, well, you're not going to be able to help me because really I want, you know, 10,000 extra dollars. And obviously that's a joke and we're joking and that's not something that you can help. But what I mean by speaking up, and I think with what you're saying, you know, it's at the end of your, you know, it's at the end of your arm is advocate for yourself. And if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're, you know, speak up and say something, you know, um, we always talk about, you know, self-care and we always talk about, you know, oh, well, you need, you know, you need you time and you, you know, you need to take care of yourself first. What does that mean though? That doesn't, it doesn't really have um, meaning if you don't acknowledge it and then tell somebody and tell somebody, hey, I need to take a personal day. It's okay to take a personal day. 
it's okay to take a personal day. I'm giving you permission. Just, just get us on first. That's all. <laughs> um, but you're right, though. I mean, like that's a great tip is to to advocate for yourself because as admin, if you advocate every hour on the hour, then at some point in time, I'll be like, okay, stop advocating. But how many times did someone speak up in a meeting? And while it might not have been a great idea, it led to a different mm-hmm. idea. Absolutely. You know, our school, we built over eight years while I was there because we had ideas and we ran with them and we made them ours. Stop trying to copy other people. Be yourself. Make things work for you. It's it's the whole Confucius thing. Do something you love and you'll never work a day in your mm-hmm. life. If you love being that person that's in front of the room that does direct instruction for 50 minutes and you really love that, then make that the best you can make it Mm -hmm. and run with it. If you love to do room transformations, knock yourself out, do the best you can and you won't work a day in your life. But if you're doing things you hate, evaluate them. Um, You said something earlier, you know, return on investment. That was a great staff development. It was, it was a fun time for us, but Right now, this year, teachers are spending hours making packets to get them to their kids. Mm -hmm. I understand that, you know, you're doing what you have to. When kids come back, you're going to have to reevaluate what is your return on investment of time. And I think, too, that the pandemic has moved us along some ways. So is making, I mean, I've never been a packet person. I don't believe in them. But are there ways that you can assign work online rather than making a packet? Is there ways that you can have them do anything that takes the burden off of you? The person that should be tired at the end of the day is the kids, mm. not the teacher. And unfortunately, right now is the other way around. Right. Well, another thing, another tip I wanted to give is obviously, like I said, my first tip being use your voice. But the second one would be, you know, going along with what you're saying about, you know, doing what you love. If you need a little bit of encouragement right now, there are so many online and professional development opportunities where you're not having to leave anywhere. So if you need to, you know, if you're, if you just need a spark, you know, to ignite that fire again, find them there. They are all over the internet. They're all over Instagram. Go find you some professional development of somebody who inspires you and encourages you. Even if you don't find professional development, maybe there's somebody's YouTube channel and education that you really like. And that, that is going to give you that boost of, of excitement to help you ignite the passion that started your journey of being an educator. And again, there's no shame in speaking up. There's no shame in um, asking for help. If the answer is no, okay, that's fine. But at least you said it. At least you said it. And at least it's out there. That's kind of how I look at it. One thing I I do, I kind of do this fun thing on Fridays on my Instagram where I'm like, it's kind of like a fun Friday kind of poll that I'll do. And a couple of weeks ago, I did this one where it was like, okay, here's a red button. Here's an orange button. Here's a yellow button. They all had different things. And it was like, which button would you push? And one of them was to have um, a full-time aide or an extra prep. And overwhelmingly, that was what teachers wanted. Now, I know it's just a silly little poll, just my Instagram, you know, people that followed me, but it's very telling that teachers do want help. Teachers do want the extra time. And is there a way that admin can provide that? You know, um, you said, you know, at your new school, you have a fully stocked lounge. That's amazing. 
maybe more admin can do that. I know one thing that used to drive me crazy and we were allowed to have little refrigerators in our room, but if I didn't have a diet Pepsi and I went to go to the, to the Coke machine and there was nothing there, they were all out. I was like, Oh, you know, so that's great. Those are all little things that you're doing that, that make a difference. And it helps to, Oh, I, I feel, you know, this is my little pick me up for the day. And it gives you a little bit of um, more mental energy to make it to Friday and then make it to spring break and make it to summer. Yeah. You just have to make it. It's, um, March Madness is going on right now. Abby, do you know what March Madness mm-hmm. is? Okay. You know that one. Good. <laughs> yeah, I know it has to do with basketball. Yeah. Well, like the, the whole mantra is survive in advance, survive mm-hmm. in advance. That is kind of teaching right now. Survive in advance. We made it to spring break. Now we just have to survive and advance to May 25th. We are we are educators. We can make it. But I think so much of this year, I think I've said this before, like I've really tried to just help teachers survive and advance. And I think that you said, well, speak up. If the answer is no, that's fine. Well, what that would cause in me is to think, okay, Abby's struggling with X, Y, Z. I can't do that. What can I do? And then mm-hmm. something comes up and I'm like, oh, that might work. But then again, I'm a, an idea, ideas person. I, that's that's my thing. Big ideas. Let's run with them. But even then, like talk to a colleague and say, oh, I really could use this. You might find someone who's really nice and might give you 20 minutes on their prep. Absolutely. I, I can't even agree with you more. And that's why I, that's why my number one tip is to use your voice. Because one thing that I found in working with other colleagues is Again, I do have the, I won't necessarily call it courage, but again, I'm not afraid to speak up. And so when I would speak up, sometimes there was teachers that would come to me behind closed doors and say, thank you for saying that. I really wanted to say that, but thank you for saying that. And it puts it out there. And then if I, if I raise my hand or I speak up in a meeting and I say, you know, I'm really overwhelmed and maybe we could consider having an extra prep a week and I could help out with, you know, second, whatever it is, or, you know, maybe there'll be a teacher, like you said, that will come and say, Hey, I heard what you said. And, you know, I don't mind on my prep to come over and give you 15 minutes so you can go get a drink and use the bathroom. I have a great example. When we were at Smith, a teacher after my first year came and and said, we really have to look at RTI and all the paperwork because it's so overwhelming. I was here till whatever at night, getting ready Mm -hmm. for this meeting. And it was such an eye opener for me. And then I went to return on investment and I talked to the psychologist and I said, honestly, how much of this paperwork do you ever look at? And she said, barely any. So instantly I'm like, no more paperwork. We're not doing that. Let's change the whole system. And we did. So you got me thinking, you know, I might send out a poll to the teachers at Thompson and say, what caused your burnout Mm -hmm. and try to avoid it next year? I am praying that next year is more quote unquote normal and not distance learning, but it could be something to provide me more ideas to keep them from burning out because I need them at the top of their game. However, I have to do that. That's what I have to do. I think that's more my job now than anything else is just helping them find their happy 
at the school so they can be the best they can be. And you're right along with what the experts, quote unquote, who are the experts? Well, I don't know, but the, the experts say, you know, ask teachers what can be removed from their plate. And I know that you do that a lot. And I know there are some other admin that I'm friends with that they do that as well. Not everything can be removed from your plate, but there are some things and, you know, make it be known, use your voice, Make it be, make it known what, what you're struggling with, then tap in and tap out, which is also kind of what we talked about. Maybe your next door neighbor, maybe you could go over and say, Hey, why don't you, you know, why don't you go to the bathroom and I'll watch your class for, you know, 10 minutes, tap each other, tap in and out each other, teacher check-ins, check on not just your grade level, but other grade levels. What about people that aren't in your building? I know here in Las Vegas, our schools have multiple buildings, for instance, like a specialist building. So a lot of times they feel left out of the loop because they're not even in the same building. Don't forget to go check on them. Ask them. I know for uh, reading week, the librarian tends, everything tends to fall on the librarian. So it's good to go and say, hey, is there something I can do to help? Can I run some copies for you? These are just great little things that we can do to help each other out collectively to reduce teacher burnout. Planning time. It, you know, sometimes it's helpful if you say, hey, I just can't do it this week. Can you let me know what you're doing next week? What's, what, you know, what what are some ideas that you're going to teach on how you're going to teach digraphs next week? You know, I need some ideas. I just can't mentally, <laughs> I can't mentally get there this week, you know? It, it happens. And again, keeping that school culture positive, empathetic, supportive, that is also going to help reduce teacher burnout. To me, one of the number one reasons for teacher burnout is not just the workload and the excessive paperwork, but it's also if there's that toxic environment, whether it's from admin or whether it's from your colleagues, if you have that, it's, it's going to bring burnout quicker than anything else. So... That is what I wanted to share today is most importantly, use your voice. It's real. We acknowledge that. But maybe something we we talked about today, maybe one of those strategies will work for you. Yeah. I just think like too, just to, to end my statement here is pay it forward. Also pay it forward because there's going to come a time when you need the help. And if you mm -hmm. paid it forward, people are more likely to pay you back. So pay it forward. Be the positive person. Be the person that makes the copies. Be the person that does whatever, but pay it forward and it will get paid back to you. I have seen teachers bring in their, you know, teaching partners or or their grade level, you know, a random Starbucks, you know, at the day. And that can change somebody's day. That's That sounds silly and it sounds like, oh, well, you're, yeah, that's just your toxic positivity talking. But it really does make a difference. It really does make a difference. It really does. I know when I had parents that would drop off a ream of paper or would bring me, they, they knew that I love diet Pepsi max and they would bring me on Friday, a diet Pepsi max. And, you know, maybe my favorite candy. It was like, yes, this is the best Friday ever it cost them three bucks. But you know, it was like, it was, it was amazing how it changed my mood. There was just simple things that I did this year. I did fill their bucket February mm -hmm. and we had a week on dojo. I'm like the teachers is they're tired fill their bucket. And then the next thing you know, some parents were bringing in things for the teachers or getting them, them, um, Starbucks, things like that. I just think people can't think like that out of the box. If we put the teachers first, 
they will reward us admin with effort and with positivity. Not all the time. Mm-hmm. Nothing is 100%, especially in Clark County. But if you put them first or you try to get people to put them first, they're going to appreciate their job even more. And I think that's key. Um, again, you can't make everybody happy and not everybody stays at my school. I don't want you to think people don't transfer mm-hmm. for various reasons. They do. But again, I feel like admin, like it is so hard right now on teachers. It's going to be hard next year. Have grace and fill their bucket and give them hope that tomorrow is going to be better. That's that's my number one job, I feel, right now. Well, it's been a great conversation. I've enjoyed talking about it because it is one of those elephants in the room that a lot of times does not get talked about because it's it's not a positive highly positive conversation, but it still needs to be acknowledged. And there are people out there who recognize it and want to offer tips and and solutions. And I say solutions loosely because I don't know if there's a complete solution or an end-all be-all solution, but maybe one of the things that we talked about today will help somebody, hopefully. And like you said, Robert, having these conversations sometimes sparks ideas that will carry on into next year or your your next school or even next week. So we're thankful that you have joined us for another episode of It's All About Perspective. And hopefully you have enjoyed your spring break or are currently on spring break, regardless of where you're at or whatever is going on in your life. Always remember, it's all about perspective. Have an awesome day and see you next time. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We would love to hear your perspective on this episode. Head over to our Instagram page, It's All About Perspective 2021, or our Facebook and Twitter page and share your opinion. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast. And one last thing. Remember, it's all about perspective. Perspective.